Welcome everyone. This is the Progressive Mind Show. We are located right here in the most beautiful city in the world, Chicago. Today, we are very honored and privileged to have our guest who will be discussing with us real estate and clean technology as well as philanthropy projects in our communities. If I, if, if we, if I say in our communities, we're going to start, the project is going to start with Chicago. Uh, but please stay with us. You understand um, uh, why we're here this evening in, de uh, in detail. Trek is also F Brands. Why? We will also get to know in a little bit. F Brands LLC is a company that exclusively focuses on clean and green real estate development assets in the areas of mixed use, commercial, residential communities, and solar farms. They are different from other real estate and clean technology companies. Why? Again, we will know. Without much ado, we would want to uh, introduce our guests for this evening. First on the list is Dewan Kia, who is a co-founder of F Brands LLC, Trek. His background consists of serving as a senior advisor on federal and state regulatory matters for Fortune 500 companies, local both, which consists of local company, local government, um, businesses in uh, areas of finance, healthcare, and whatnot. Uh, the other guest who is now here, DeAndre, uh, we'll, we'll skip DeAndre and go to Senor. Senor is here. Senor is uh, also a co-founder of F Brands, and uh, he is a seasoned business professional with years of experience in the United States and global markets. He is the lead executive of iTechnology Management Group, which oversees the development of power distribution in West African countries. He also manages the relationships with, between the relationship with the World Bank and International Monetary Fund. Also, let me let me put it this way: he monitor he monitors the relationship between World Bank, International Monetary Fund (IMF), uh, the United States uh, Export United States Export and Import Bank, and the African Development Bank. Uh, again, we'll speak we'll skip DeAndre since it's not on the show. If he just if he does join us, we'll try and get his bio for you guys and i would like to go straight to my great guest uh dewan and Sonio. you're welcome to the progressive mind show good evening senator thank you for having us thank no, you excellent my pleasure uh gentlemen first of all uh so there are three of you uh that are co-founders of uh, f brands now all, we also know that there is trek we want to try and establish the relationship but before we do that take a minute to address our audience who DeAndre is, apart from what I have read uh, about you. And then we'll go, um, then we'll have Senor do same as well. So, Dewan Kia, um, born and raised in Detroit, Michigan, went to Carbondale, Illinois, played football down there, mm -hmm. left there and went to Springfield, Illinois, and got involved in government, particularly lobbying. Had a real estate background growing up, been exposed to those things um, from my childhood with my father and the work that he was doing around real estate projects. And so, after just you know expending a lot of time and energy lobbying and representing Fortune 500 companies, uh, various organizations, you know wanting to see the change that uh, we weren't really seeing in various communities, we decided to kind of partner together and dive in and start getting involved in real estate to really change the narrative within communities that are underserved, particularly African American communities uh, that that tend to be overlooked when it comes to big developers. Uh, within the city of Chicago, but then also other cities when you go across the nation. And so 
that's just a little quick, dirty uh, background about myself in terms of where I'm from, where I went to school, and sort of my matriculation here up into Chicago and into what we're doing here around F Brands. That is beautiful. Duan, if you're not uh, working in your current position and, you know, doing all this all these projects that you're currently on, what do you do outside all of this? Who is Duan outside all of this? Outside of all of this, Duan is a father and a husband. Um, you know, my wife is Nigerian. She's Yoruba. Parent, my, my mother-in-law and father-in-law are from Lagos. Mm. Um, you know, our, our son, Isaiah's Prince Akinbolakia, is half African-American and half African. And so, um, you know, that's that's really where I spend a lot of my time when, when I'm not working is, you know, building that relationship and, and definitely doing my best to be a good father and a good husband. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for a resp- great response. Uh, Senyo. Yes, uh, Senyo, Senyo Adore. Yeah. Okay. Um, my lineage is uh, Ghanaian, West African. My mother and father uh, both are from the Volta region in Ghana, came to uh, the United States with hopes of, uh, you know, laying a foundation for their children. And uh, I laid close hold to that coming from a long line of engineers and um, infrastructure developers. Um, I found myself in the space of uh, electrical engineering. Went to school at Southern Illinois in Carbondale, where I was able to meet, you know, Dewan. And um, at that time, you know, we didn't know what the future held for us. But it seems as fate would have it, you know, in our prospective careers, we were both kind of uh, forging towards a similar future. Uh, mm-hmm. what, is, what, what does development mean um, for our people? Right in general, and how do we increase the equity and inclusion um, as as with respect to um, infrastructure development in the global community? So um, it's been a culmination of both my past and Dewan's past that have come together to uh, bring forth you know Fabric Brands as a company and Trek as a project. Mm-hmm. So it, it seems like it's a, a great representation, um, you know, of, of all the work. That, that has been done, not only by us, but those who have preceded us. Um, so I'm, I'm glad to be a part of the team. I'm glad to be here with you as we continue to grow our community and our alliances um, towards this, you know, mutual um, goal of, of uh, development for, for our, our people. Thank you, thank you so much, uh, Senor, for uh, that insight. And again, if you are not outside your professional career and all these projects you're working on, who is Senor? So Senyo is a father, a brother. I'm really a, a, a family person and a, and a community person. Um, I'm, a, I'm a fiance, soon to be husband. So I'm a, very excited about that. And uh, much like Dewan, you know, I'm a I'm always putting meat on the fire, you know, and 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 getting getting people around to to enjoy themselves and and enjoy and merriment. You know, if I'm not working, I'm having fun. No, uh, thank you so much for, uh, again, that uh, insight. Uh, now we know who you are. Uh, we understand uh, that you are not just some figures out there who uh, is trying to do something, but you're one of us who uh, is trying to use your talent, your skills, your experience uh, for the benefit of our society at large. And so it's very beautiful. And thank you so much for sharing the connection here, you know, is beautiful. We see diaspora already, even without trying. 
And, and this is something we can try and get into uh, during our conversation. But somebody, some people would wonder because when we were promoting it, we promoted it, we promoted the Trek project, which we want to get into. But all, also, Trek is connected to F Brands. So let's talk a little bit about F Brands. Uh, and then we can also try to connect because I know it has some ties to um, Impact House and all of that. So let's try and get into the, to the background of it. Duan, uh, give us a little, a little, a little bit, a little background of F Brands. So the the background with F Brands um, really stem from us really getting together with uh, retired Chicago Bears player Israel Adonijay, and he was sharing with us, you know, his vision around philanthropy. And in his time and experience going to various galas in Chicago, speaking to the money that is sort of locked up that want to be active in play, but folks didn't want to continue to contribute to the traditional organizations. And so, you know, we linked up with him. He shared his vision with us. Um, we connected him with what we were doing around mixed use real estate. Um, and then we, we really kind of refined things a little bit during the pandemic to really shift towards where, you know, the world is headed, which is around clean energy. And so incorporating, you know, really the backgrounds that we have is what really started and sparked um, F Brands and, and in our journey here uh, with Trek, which we're, you know, the, the plan here is not only just to start it here as the headquarter here in Chicago, uh, but we've already had conversations and looked at sites in my hometown of Detroit. Also, we're you know, talking about whether we're going to do Nigeria or Ghana first. I think Senyo might win that argument. My wife would have different sayings on that and different thoughts. But, you know, we're, we're going to take this brand globally because uh, ultimately what we're looking to do is make sure that our community is part of the growth that's happening around technology and renewable energies. Uh, but the Impact House really, you know, kicks in a different component to what we can really bring to the table as far as an affiliate and a partner, you know, with F Brands and with Trek. And, and that is all those grand tours that Israel brought together um, at 200 West Madison that our general contractor built out. These are folks that have always kind of functioned and operated separately, you know, but Israel was able to bring them together. And, and the point of him bringing those folks together was for a bigger cause to really start to begin to make more connections uh, with the grand tours, with people within the communities that are doing the work. And you and I know, and I think Senor knows well that, if you're if you're not in the same circles as the wealthy folks, then they won't know you. They don't know who's really doing the work. And I think that's what we're looking to, you know, bridge together, you know, with the work that he's doing at the Impact House, and then what we're going to be doing here at Trek around workforce development, um, and supporting entrepreneurs, small businesses, helping them get seed funding, venture capital funding, um, as well as continuing to, you know, just really push out both of those missions collectively, um, you know, side by side. Thank you so much for that response. Uh, Senor, would you want to add anything to that? I, mean, I, I think Dewan hit it on the head. If I were to add anything, um, you know, the focus is, is infrastructure and um, not just physical infrastructure, right? You're talking about financial infrastructure, social infrastructure, political infrastructure, because at the end of the day, to build, um, you know, to build a project is great. Um, and that would look nice for the company's profile and portfolio. But if you're talking about sustainability, 
right? That that is that is being able to link all the components and the tenants of infrastructure together. That's what that's a model that allows you to last. So that's that's the 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 I guess the north star, if you will, of fabric brands is really getting at the root of the issues that say why are these one-off projects going on and they're not sustaining the community around it. So that that's the only thing I would add there. Yeah, thank you. And I think what your your response just leads to the next question which is um why what makes Fbrands different uh from because there we there's a lot of projects, you know, huge projects going on in Chicago, real estate projects, you know, both commercial and residential. So what would be so unique about Fbrands uh, with more, more specifically with the church, with everyone's project, which is Trek, uh, that is coming. Uh, maybe Duan would want to respond to this quickly before uh, Senor comes in. Sure. I mean, I think that, you know, F brands and particularly Trek itself mm. is a true reflection of, you know, our, our, our journeys, you know, prior to us really reconnecting and figuring out how do we um, build and create a product that is workforce development, supporting the community and, and every angle and every shape, but more importantly is resilient to climate change mm -hmm. and resilient to economic change. And so again, part of, part of what's been missing for the continued growth of African-American communities and even some African communities for sure mm -hmm. in Chicago, yeah. you know, is having something that not only is a pillar, but something that is sustainable you know, through generations. And so we've seen People have built, you know, beautiful companies. You think about Jet Magazine. You think about the Johnsons. You think about a lot of history here in Chicago, you know. But unfortunately, some of those things have not been um, continued. You know, they they have not been able to evolve. And so, one of the things that is the cornerstone for Trek is workforce development. Technology is here to stay. Uh, we see a lot of companies automating everything that they're doing, and so being able to train the next generation of workforce in e-commerce and renewable energies um, and technology and manufacturing and all those different spaces, I think is something that will separate what we're doing and how we're approaching uh, real estate development. But more importantly, you know, Senyo's real big background and his experience and his lineage with energy, where we're using clean technology um, as, as really a big component of what we're doing, I think is some of those things that separates our approach uh, from other real estate developers, owners, and projects that you see in the city and also across this country. Uh, I'll kind of pause it and pass uh, the ball. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I know Sonia wants to uh, add his two cents. So I, I think if you're talking about um, our own personal journeys, I, that is already inherent. Mm. But in the project specifically, you know, I see a convergence between political will Okay, and and true clean tech development on the ground, and um, a lot of times there's a a disjointment right between uh, what the policy, you know, the people in in public office are are pushing, and that might be um, an issue of exposure, access, and education, um, and then what the developer or the contractor is doing on the ground how it impacts the industry and the opportunities that can be unlocked for the public at large. In this particular case, um, it's almost minute by minute, play by play, 
what is happening on the ground is is very quickly reaching the ears of um, the decision makers in public office. So there is a harmony there that I haven't seen uh, too often before, and I, I credit uh, Dewan and 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 Reven for a lot of a lot of that effort. Um, it's it's a unique approach that you don't see. Um, in the private sector, uh, a, a great deal. So, if I were to say that from a um, from a technical standpoint, if you're looking at the project, that would be a differentiator. Mm. But naturally, um, you know, our our connectivity to the workforce development that uh, Dewan was speaking to previously is already taking place, right? And and then we've taken we've been intentional about connecting with folks that are. are uh, like-minded, doing similar work on the ground, and and building this community before um, there, there's there's infusion even in uh, the system itself, right? So everybody's proven and vetted on their own merits um, before you know the full project unfolds, and it's it's quite interesting to have that culmination of characters in one space, in one project, in in one jointed effort. And I would say that that that's what separates us from from the pack. I would like to thank you so much again, Sonia. I would like to know more about the IT, I mean, no, the, what do you call it? The Solar Farms project, right? Okay. And how it ties into this project. But maybe we can retract a little bit because you've talked about how, you know, you've, you, talk, you, you guys have mentioned your connectivity. And so let's go, let's go down to it. How did you all connect? You, you said you met at school, but how did the, what finally solidify your blend or your coming together, your relationship and let and and what led to the motivation behind this F Brands Trek project coming up? I'll take a stab at that. Yeah. <clears throat> and yeah. so, um, you know, the credit, without a doubt, in terms of reconnecting Senyo and myself, mm -hmm. goes mm -hmm. to the other other owner and partner, DeAndre Allen. Um, I know he's not with us now, but DeAndre is a Chicago-born brother. Um, he's been working in the trenches for decades, um, and also in hospitality and tourism and real estate here. In Chicago. And so we got connected through his better half, Dion Hayden, um, who was my attorney for one of my other businesses, my lobbying firm. And so that's what really brought me and DeAndre together. She made that connection. And then as DeAndre and I kind of moved forward with trying to, you know, really navigate what's the best way to develop and truly support communities and, and, and provide what it is communities want not what someone is thinking makes sense from a bottom line perspective, but, you know, understanding that's important, but how do you incorporate the needs of the community within how you develop as well and make that money? And so Dre really reconnected Senyo and I, and that's when, you know, that first meeting just kind of really tied into what we're doing. And mind you, this was really prior to the pandemic. This is when Senyo was, you know, was truly the jet setter where he was at least six, seven times a year, you know, on the continent, doing his work, doing his deals there, you know, we would, you know, be able to connect with him, get some time when he was back in Chicago to really continue to navigate and construct what we, you know, collectively thought was the best approach to real estate development. So the credit really, without a doubt, goes to DeAndre making that reconnection. Uh -huh. I also uh -huh. want to kind of give a quick shout out to the other owners that's not on here. Uh -huh. uh, we have Brian Waldron, who's also an owner of, of the F Brands team and Chris Thorns, and so I just wanted to make sure we acknowledge them as well, um, because they're also very critical um, components to the team and what we're doing, and, and they bring a unique skill set and experience and expertise that complement what we're doing, where we all just check our egos at the door 
and figure out the best way to be successful. Um, but that's how we really got reconnected and started to, you know, really put together into motion what mm. you're seeing here with Trek, mm. um, among other things. Good. And so the motivation behind Trek is you, what did you guys see that necessitated the concept of Trek? Well, um, I, really- I, I, I don't know <laughs> if you would want Senor, Senor, I don't know if you want Yeah, no, I I would like you to respond to that, but maybe Senor wanted to say something to what we, uh, the question we asked earlier. If you want to, Senor, please, you know, go ahead quickly and then we can have uh, Duan continue from where where I uh, interjected. I think you have yourself muted. No, I I think it's, uh, no, I I think we can move forward with with track. That's the meat and potatoes of of all of it. Good. Let's let's get to... um, Duan, go ahead and respond to the motivation behind Trek. But then, Senor, I would like after that, I would like you to tell us a bit more about the uh, solar farm, your project, what exactly it is you you have been doing with the IMF, the U.S. Bank, uh, U.S. Bank of what import, import and export, because we want to be able to connect that right to the project at hand. And so, Duan, please go ahead. So I think, um, you know, just the motivation around what we're seeing with Trek was a couple of things. You know, we don't often, the, the proper way to build things is from the bottom up, right? When you build a home, you don't put the roof up first. You don't put the walls up first. You start with the foundation. And so I think with Trek, you know, we really looked at, you know, what's the foundation? How do we start from the bottom up to where it is something that is supported by the community, but more importantly, also provides a resource to the community. And so the the workforce development training component was something that is missing throughout, you know, the entire black community nationwide, not just in Chicago. I'm not saying that there aren't groups doing, you know, training around technology, renewable energies. What I'm saying is that from a corporate perspective, a corporate non-African-American owned businesses, Fortune 500s, you know, I we haven't identified the place where they connect with their dollars and also with their job opportunities when it comes to really trying to, you know, improve the quality of life and also create the access to opportunities, you know, for the underserved community. And so Trek really kind of steps in um, and is going to play one of those big roles there where we have the corporate relationships you know, because of our diverse backgrounds and our experience working with various Fortune 500 companies or representing them, you know, so that brings a sense of um, comfort, a sense of um, warmness when it comes to understanding their business model, their language, and being able to bridge that gap, you know, between the folks that typically don't have access to those folks mm. um, or to those <laughs> industries. And so Trek is really looking to be more of a vessel more than anything to really be a connector beyond just the workforce development training, you know, with the folks that are on the ground in the neighborhoods that have skills, that have talents, um, that are really superb, but that are being overlooked or aren't even being able to be accessed because corporations don't necessarily send direct recruiters or boots on the ground into underserved neighborhoods. So, you know, that really was a big, big focus and a foundation for how we, you know, decided to approach what track is about and how we're moving this thing forward. Awesome, awesome. Um, Senyo, so how long have you been in solar technology or solar farming? Uh, that should be eight years now I've been in, in solar. 
Okay. And then you've worked for, you work as, uh, uh, you work with the U.S. Bank for Import and Export, IMF, World Bank. Uh, what role exactly, the role you have played with these uh, huge world organizations and how does it tie into Trek project? So um, it, to say one role, I, I think will be difficult. You know, okay. but what I can say is that um, I've been an actor with with respect to moving um, infrastructure development, particularly um, rural electrification okay. in, in West Africa. Okay. And the approach is to really deal with the stakeholders on the ground. So I don't come with my U.S. training and tell Ghana, tell Senegal, tell Sierra Leone what they should want. I come in listening and trying to understand where the pain points are. And then from there, it's a collaborative process with those same stakeholders to say, okay, how do we address and design issues that are customized to the countries on the ground? Okay. Uh, that takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot of commitment. It takes a lot of time away from family, as the one mentioned, um, typically, six to seven times a year um, i'm out of the country mm. but it's what's necessary to have a full understanding of what is needed on the ground then from there you get to the packaging and fortunately enough we're able to understand um with, with my level of experience how to package and finance these projects. So then you enter U.S. Export Import Bank, you enter J.P. Morgan Chase, you enter IMF, who is a regulator and, and kind of sets the rules and 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 the assessments. Um, you know, when it comes to these countries, and then African Development Bank. You know, all these actors are financial vehicles that allow the projects to come on. They now lean on me and the assessment. They, they, they lean on me and my experience um, in terms of what projects make sense and what the pathway is for execution. So that, that's the role right now. I'll call myself a collaborator with all parties involved. Excellent. Uh, I think along the line, we'll, we'll try to figure out how your experience working in West, West Africa uh, ties into the vision, the, the impact component of Trek uh, as a, a project on its own. And so uh, thank you so much for sharing. And so how does, again, your uh, experience in uh, solar farming, you've been doing it for eight years, you said, right? Yeah, eight, eight years. Um, so from design to execution, mm -hmm. um, we've been able to fortunately put up some solar farms, um, you know, here in the States, but mainly, you know, on the continent. So, you know, the relevance there is that um, grid resilience, when we're talking about the utility you know, in our in our area in Chicago, that's Commonwealth Edison, right? So ComEd. Yeah. Um, there's a traditional method that they use to generate, and that is fossil fuels, right? So you're talking of coal, you're talking of gas products, and then beyond that, you know, you're talking of uh, nuclear, right? Mm -hmm. And there's this push, you know, given by the Paris Accord um, 
that we must transition from uh, fossil fuel-based generation to uh, more clean and, and renewable means um, of, of generating electricity. Um, given that I've played a part on both sides, you know, I think that there's some there's a gap between the expectations of the clean energy efforts and what is uh, attainable in real time. So having played a part in actually developing and executing these projects says, yes, we can achieve that, but it's not overnight. Right. And if we if we try to do it overnight, it's not sustainable. So that, that's the experience that I have that I bring to the table with anybody on the ground, be it in the U.S. or globally, that says they want to do a solar farm. Um, we, we can go, go through an advisory kind of session to understand what makes sense um, for, for your particular application. Okay. No, thank you again for sharing. But this project is very important. The impact of it is what we are all uh, we are all expecting to see uh given that the minority communities black african american uh, caribbeans africans uh have you know been on at the end of the uh have been have been struggling economically we all know that if you live in chicago uh you know the struggle is real and so we are anticipating at least the pro the owners of this project are anticipating that this should alleviate a lot of the poverty and the underdevelopment issues going on in a lot of the minority communities. So we encourage you to share the feed as we talk to this uh, great gentleman who have honored our invitation to be on this show. The uh, one you mentioned that you you run a lobby firm. First of all, what's a lobby firm? What do they do? And what does your firm do actually? Uh, so, so we can understand where you're coming from. <laughs> um. Lobbying firm. So lobbyists are kind of quickest way to explain it. Okay, is we're we're very similar to attorneys. Lawyers represent their clients in courtrooms before judges um, and jurors, and so we represent our our, our clients before elected officials um, at the state level, state reps, state senators. Um, at the local level, you have county commissioners and city councilmen or women, and at the federal level, you have congressmen and congresswomen and U.S. senators, and so. You know, our, our job is to, you know, advocate, be an advocate on behalf of our client regarding the various issues that they're trying to see um, change, modified. Most of what happens at the state, city and county level is, you know, modifications to existing laws. And so I, I've been doing that. Um, geez, it'll, it'll be about 16 years I've been doing that. And started out was the youngest lobbyist in the country and in the state, you know, at the age of, of 21 when I started to lobby. And wow. so really understanding how government impacts everyday life in which, you know, unfortunately not everyone is able to participate in and be aware of, but that is a big component of economic development. You know, state and federal budgets, you know, give out money to community organizations. They give out money to different groups around quote unquote economic development, prevention, social change, youth jobs, and those things like that, you know, but, Unfortunately, what, what we're not seeing is that money really reached the people right. that truly need it most, mm. you know? And so being able to really tie in the elected officials and again, provide them, you know, with a, a, a space or I would say a product um, 
that allows them to reach the people that they really want to help within their communities without them having to try to figure it out or without the community per se trying to figure it out. You know, that's what we're doing. We're kind of really putting together and being that vessel. And because that's really what government for government is for government really provides nothing but services, you know, and that's that's all it is. So when people look to government to change their lives, they're looking to the wrong instrument. They're looking to the wrong tool. And that's because, you know, most cases people don't understand the true function of government. You know, it provides services. It appropriates money. That is it. You know, and it obviously also modifies laws in which people must live by and abide by. You know, but beyond those things, you know, when it comes to the success that people need to have, the soft skills that you need, you know, government doesn't train people in soft skills. You know, when it comes to really working directly with the people that need to, to you know, need the most resources, need the most support systems because of, you know, systematic racism or intentional policies that, you know, keep people boxed out. You know, that's not government's role in, in, in some cases to fix all of those um, L's that, that really are problems for communities that are trying to continue to grow and that need the support. And so, you know, I've been fortunate enough to be, you know, one of many African-American lobbyists in Illinois to really be a part of the process, understand it, learn it. And so we're, we're tying that into what we're doing um, around Trek and around economic development to ensure that elected officials know that they have a place um, that is not even just a place, but they have a resource, you know, for their community beyond their local community organizations that is going to stand there ready to partner with them and making sure that their folks in their, in their, in their, in their neighborhoods and in their districts have access to the opportunities that are there. In Illinois alone, technology-related jobs that are vacant right now, there's over $1.5 billion in salary, $1.5 billion in technology related job openings in the state of Illinois, government, public sector, and private sector. They, we currently do not have enough bodies to fill those jobs. And so we're, and we're talking about careers. We're not talking about, you know, a minimum wage situation. We're talking about people making salary, cybersecurity experts, folks that are, you know, making $60,000, $70,000 a year, but they're certified. Doesn't necessarily require a college degree. They get the certification and go through the process. And so, those are the type of opportunities that, you know, we're excited about being able to connect, you know, our people to, because that's really what is going to allow them to start to change the narrative within their own communities. If you have a career, if you, you know, are making a salary, your mindset, your network, your circle is a heck of a lot different, you know, from when you are making minimum wage, trying to grow and get to a career. And so that also changes the decision making and how you, you know, respond and treat your neighbors, your the people that live on your block, how you treat the businesses in your own community. You know, a lot of those things are connected to, you know, what you're able to be exposed to in your own growth. And so and that's things that, you know, those are the things that we're looking to really take advantage of and 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 be able to support what we can. Uh, but that I know that's a little bit long answer to, you know, the background of lobbying, but just wanted to share that kind of you know, with you guys. No, it is very important. Thank you for sharing uh, because it's it's what you just what you just shared is needed for a lot of folks, uh, especially just regular folks who don't necessarily pay attention to how things work in the back end. You know, and so you know we just tend to blame. Uh, oh yeah, we don't have jobs. We don't have this. We don't have that. 
And so folks would just hold the elected officials um, responsible for not providing these things. But the background you gave also, it, 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 you know, comes in handy because now people can understand why things might not be working or not, because there's somebody who has to advocate for the politicians or for the monies that has been allocated to literally go to where it's supposed to. And so uh, by you doing this, um, did you aside your lobbying firm? Do you have, you know, just, just private entities that, you know, you run as regular businesses as well? Say that question one more time. I want aside, to make sure I'm No, aside the lobbying firms that you run, do you have other business entities that you have run in the past uh, as, you know, as a business owner or something? Yes. I mean, the political consult, political consultant as well, you know, okay. helping get elected, get it on the ballot, petitions, you know, really the other side of the process of decision makers. You know, I, I, I had the, the opportunity to really work on a lot of campaigns and support a lot of people and help raise money for a lot of folks mm -hmm. um, that are in some pretty high places right now. But, you know, that's that's one of those other businesses that, you know, I've been able to have been fortunate enough to be able to function and, and run. Uh, but it's been all, for the most part, tied into, you know, government um, and the connectivity around government as well. Okay. Okay. Thank you. The reason why we're getting deep into these things is knowing your background is that you can, you, first of all, can you tell us the three words that Trek stands for? It might not be necessarily formal, but if anybody were to ask of Trek, what were the three words that you would say, this is what Trek is, is going to be represent, uh, representing in the city of Chicago? Go ahead, Senor. You smiling. Take, yes, take a exactly. Yes. I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> So first and foremost, I would say uh, community. Uh -huh. The community is the strong component. Um, I would say innovation uh -huh. is another component. Um, and then I would say equity. Equity. Okay, I think is the last component. Okay. Yeah, equity is the last component. We had it. We had it. We had mute uh, on the on the promotional materials that we were using for the show we had it uh we had innovation we had uh, impact and we had future and i think innovation you mentioned that um not word for word but you know and then i think that community we were thinking of community when we use the word impact and so the reason why we're going this route is that the one would you say that by your experience working in the areas that you have been uh, gives you that edge because you've seen how things are played out there and you've seen your community and you see the struggle. And so by seeing that disconnect and all the lack, would you say that that is why you are going the route in which you are now? Yeah, I, I would say spot on. I mean, yeah. that impact component, I mean, again, Government impacts us every day, yeah. you know, subconsciously and consciously, whether we are paying attention or not. Mm -hmm. and, and it really, you know, has the ability to change the type of resources or the access to resources in our communities. Right. You know, the type of schools we have, type of businesses we have and all those different things as well. So impact without a doubt, um, the lobbying, the, the legislative process, understanding lawmaking. I mean, you can't get more impactful than, um, the the parking meters that are in Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> you can't get more impactful than the red light cameras that are in 
Chicago, but particularly in African-American communities. You can't get more impactful with those things, but those things are generated out of policy and out of laws. And so if, if those are the type of things that can be implemented that will add a different tax to someone else, um, you know, where so the, those revenues that are primarily being taxed in those communities, you know, you would think that it would make sense to reinvest that same revenue back in those communities that you're taxing them from, right? Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, that's just not the way government works. The squeaky wheel gets the oil, um, and so if you're not if you're not at the table, you're on the menu, as 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 the famous quote um, that former Senate President Emil Jones used to say all the time. If you're not at the table, you're on the menu. And so impact um, is, is, is what we can't escape when we look at how government functions or plays a role in the lives of what we do. We will be getting into the, some fine details of TREK, uh, the project TREK, uh, how it's going to be funded, um, how it's going to impact, and who... Um, who is who who have equity in this? Uh, who is this going to serve? Basically, uh, we've mentioned, you know, track, 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 track. But what is track going? What's the problem that track is going to solve in Chicago? That I'll say you all have identified, and reason why you are coming up with this project. Uh, maybe the one has been taking, has been responding to the question. So I'll go to Senor. Senor, what is track? Uh, what was a problem that has been identified that Trek is going to solve? Well, I mean, I, I think, you know, the recurring theme here is building community and, and doing that um, primarily through capacity building, right, in, in our human resource. Um, when you're talking about clean technology and renewable energy, mm-hmm. um, yes, it's at the forefront of everybody's mind. Everybody knows that it needs to happen and it needs to happen yesterday. But where is the talent pool to pull from? Right. And you you go across all the firms, Fortune 500 or small companies. And the biggest pain point is fully trained, certified and experienced person personnel. OK, so Trex model um, from the ground up is about developing that talent, nurturing that talent empowering that talent and putting them in position to demonstrate um so so that 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 pours into the larger economic pool but then once that value is unlocked it pours back into the local community as well so um we're we're coming from the lens of workforce development but there's all these other areas of value that that um tend to be unlocked um just by peer uh proxy to the project Thank you so much. Duan, um, tell us the, at the end of the day, can you paint a picture in our audience minds what the Trek project is going to, the building is going to look like, the whole, you know, uh, entity is going to look like, the different components of it. Um, I know you, I know you shared it with me. We have a video we're going to play of it, but, you know, give us that picture and then we can try to watch the video. Hopefully it would make sense to our audience. I think, um, you know, the Trek model for us is mixed use, where you're going to have a rooftop experience with the restaurant, um, also amenity level with the pool. But then you also will have, you know, an office component. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the office components will be an innovation center that will be ran by 21st century education. 
21st Century Education is a company that is nationwide working in different school districts where they have a curriculum that is online dedicated for um, third grade through 12 students around STEM and STEAM. And so they, they integrate within these curriculum, teaching these kids robotics, financial literacy, um, you name it, whatever it is, they're doing it. advanced manufacturing, Bitcoin. Um, you, they have a whole curriculum in which they build out, but the innovation center, and I'm just going to read some of the training rooms that we'll have in it, mm-hmm. will be advanced manufacturing and transportation, training room, entrepreneur and financial development, hydroponics, urban farming center, Robotics, automation, engineering, design, animation, URUX, cybersecurity and emerging technology, coding, hardware, and software. But then also on that innovation floor, we have a Pearson's View Center. So after people get trained, go through our program that 21st Century has an innovation center, they'll then be able to walk right down the hall to the Pearson's View Center and get certified have their credentials so that way then they can be ready to go apply for these technology jobs that are available. So that's one of the major elements and components of TREK. And, and mind you, I will highlight that this training that will be happening will be free of charge to anyone in the city of Chicago and other cities that we're going to be going into. Yeah, before you continue, before you something that I, w- I, really, I would like you to uh, reiterate. You're saying, you mentioned earlier that there's about a 1.5 million or billion tech jobs in the state in the state of Illinois right now. If you 1.5 billion dollars in salaries in salaries that are available right now for okay. careers. Excellent. Great. And it looks like there is a gap within the black community, right, when it comes to tech professionals or tech skills, uh, tech expert experts. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay. We're scattered out, but there's not enough within our own. Community. Exactly. So based off that, Trek is providing a resource base where you all you are going to be training a lot. You're going to be providing a lot of training in this tech space to fill these jobs. However, when you train them, it's not like we're training you and then you have to wait uh, a couple of days to get a certificate somewhere. You train them, they go through maybe a few weeks or months training, and then in the, within the Trek facility, you can get your certificate and be ready for the job market. You got it. You got it. There's also an element of partnerships where we're going to be doing some job placement as well because of our strategic partnerships with various Fortune 500 companies and relationships. And so that is the other element that is that makes up the innovation center, you know, that really kind of separates us a little bit from, from other folks. You have a lot of people doing training. Mm-hmm. But but once you get trained, are you able to also place people? And so what we're what we've done and what we're what we're doing is creating a sort of a closed loop situation, mm-hmm. you know, because currently through Synergy um, Academy, which is that shirt that Senor is wearing, you know, we've we've trained students in photovoltaics in terms of getting them prepared to be um, solar installers, um, contractors, and a whole host. And we've already graduated a cohort out of that. On top of that, we have a partnership with one of our other affiliates, Urban Tech Academy, that is currently within a number of schools here in Chicago where they're teaching kids how to build computers, um, you know, cybersecurity, a whole host of things, and they're also exposing them to conferences. So, you know, we've been able to do some things from a from a very small scale and just kind of a, a pure grit approach, you know, but track is really going to allow us to um, expedite this 
process and be able to reach a lot more folks because it will then be the center, uh, the nucleus here in Chicago mm. as it's situated on Motor Road between the south and the west sides for being able to really further this work with working with various principals um, and schools to continue to train these kids and have these people ready within these fields even before they graduate high school. And so that innovation center, that's that's really the makeup of that hands down. Uh, Duan, I uh, wanted to know that's one component of Trek. Uh, it, it seems as though uh, Trek is going to be the project that really revitalizes or uh, reinvigorates the economic empowerment of the minority community or the black community, so to speak. Yes. Yeah, a great, great point. I think that leads me to the next component of okay. the office element of Trek, right? Yeah. yeah. So we've heard a little bit about the Innovation Center, you know, but we also have what we call a work club. So 21st Century will be running, you know, the work club within Trek. And so that work club is a club where people will be able to pay for memberships um, to be able to utilize the space for um, high level business concierge experiences. Uh, but also be able to show that they have a footprint and office location when they're going after bigger contracts. You know, part of the challenge with entrepreneurs, small businesses, is that when they want to, you know, go after bigger contracts, whether they're government procurement contracts or other businesses, you know, being able to have a place that shows well, being able to have a place that, you know, basically translate that you're ready for business, you know, that's what we're going to be offering with inside of the work club component, part of the office element of Trek. And so for folks that just want to, even if you want to work from home, you just pay for an annual membership and we have conference rooms, office spaces, mailboxes, uh, support services, various things within that work club that the members will have access to. And then if they want to grow and need office space, they can also occupy any of the office space that they may want or need for their business size. You know, but ultimately it is to really encourage entrepreneurs um, and small businesses to, you know, be creative, use that gift and that talent that they have to create and control their own destiny and their own future. But on top of that, there's the element that supports the innovation center and the office component, which will be the capital access center. Mm. And so that capital access center within track will be a place for these small businesses and entrepreneurs to be able to have access to capital, access to venture capitalists. So we hear, you know, folks and companies say, you know, we're, we're investing $150 million in the black community and black businesses. Well, unfortunately, we hear those announcements all the time, but we rarely ever see that actually happening. Yeah. And more importantly, if we do see it happen, it's actually sort of siloed. They mm. only want to work with existing businesses. They don't necessarily have any dollars to support entrepreneurs, folks that have developed an app, e-commerce or different things like that. And so that's what the, the, the work club is really going to be you know, for to support those folks that want to develop an app. If you don't know how, we'll have the skills and, and the folks there to help guide that. Um, if you if you under, need to learn how to uh, run your business when it comes to accounting and auditing, we'll have those skills. Those things will be part of the experience for anyone that's part of that work club, whether you have an office space and there or not, or just a member, you know, all of those tools will be available to people. So that way people don't have to really try to figure this out on their own. How do I develop, create, and run a successful business? We're going to make sure that it's easy for folks. It's at their fingertips and at their touch. 
and all of the experienced and resourced folks that have been doing this work for 20, 30 years, they're gonna be part of what we're doing. And then there's a content component to this um, around creating an on-demand platform that is strictly for Trek members only to where they will have the ability to access any of the workshops that we're running, anything that we're doing to be able to really tie back in um, to everything that we're teaching, everything that we're exposing and sharing with folks that are part of that um, work club component that 21st Century will be running in addition to the Innovation Center. Wow. That this it, it is it is in itself uh, sounds uh, a very huge uh, project. Senor, can you tilt your phone, please, um, the other way? There you go. Um, sideways, sideways. Oh, sideways. Yeah, there you go. That way, good. Um, yeah, man. Uh, we we got it. We got it. Okay. So, um, Senor, I think okay, you are very far from your phone now. I mean, you're too close to your phone, so you might want to step back a little bit, Senor. We can see your chin only. Yeah. There you go. How about now? This is this is we, no. Don't we, lean forward. Just just lean back because lean there back. we can see. Okay. Yeah, we understand. Uh, I think uh, you know the the you know this is this virtual situation. Uh, his computer, I think, was running low on battery, so he had to switch device. Uh, I think that's what's happening. And so adapt please bear with us. Adapt and overcome. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so please bear with us as we try to switch around. But Senor, we still need you to to lean back. That way we can lean see. Back. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and if you, can, if you can tilt to the right a little bit because you're in the light, we can. Uh, no, no, to, to the other side. To the other the side. Military right. My military right. There you go. Uh, <laughs> I still had a light, but I think this this is doable. Uh, thank you so much for bearing with us, audience, while we try to get all this uh, technology issues fixed. You're still watching the Progressive Minds. Uh, I'm your host, Alinko. Our great honorable guest, Dewan and Sanyo here, representing F Brands. Uh, and Trek, Trek is what we are talking about now. Trek is a component of F Brand, and it's a project, it's a business model that is new. It's going to be, it's an economic revolutionary project. You know the way I see it. Uh, and so you might want to, we might want to take a video. Actually, uh, I don't know, Duan, are you done going through the business model? If not, we. Yeah, I can uh, I can wrap it up. So the office component, you know, yeah. that workforce development and the, you know, the work club are really the the nuts and bolts and the main components of Trek. Mm -hmm. But we also mm -hmm. have a hospitality component where it's going to be a hotel on site for people that, again, if they want to host their clients, there's a space to do it. You know, mm -hmm. reference the rooftop experience. You know, that restaurant there will be a place to you know kind of socialize with those clients after you kind of conduct your business as well. And so really it's going to be a one-stop shop all on site. You know, this is something that Senyo has experienced a lot uh, with travel and his work in Dubai and West Africa and other, in other countries as well, you know, where you're able to really conduct business on site. You can do your work, you can entertain your clients, and then you can also party on site, so to speak. And so that's what really Trek is going to have. Office, hospitality, some F&B on the rooftop with the rooftop pool, a ground level retail and parking. That is the elements of Trek, um, and that will be the foundation that it will, you know, that will, that will, um, that's the model or the product here as we move forward. And I really, I call it the prototype. That's the prototype for the F Brands folks here around just that workforce development stuff that has nothing to do with our sold farm generation and our partnership with municipalities on training their workforce as well. That is powerful. And I like uh senor to share his experiences as you mentioned as regard with regards to what he's seen in other countries and how uh you envision trek you know 
replicating what you've seen elsewhere because of course how it's uh, benefited others and how you see it being replicated here but before that um uh Duane, you, Duane, you know that the one of the issues people have with uh doing business in the city is parking and so it's, it's great that you mentioned the parking component of you know because the project is coming to downtown and so you mentioned parking is it going to be the conventional parking situation where you know you go to maybe uh you go to a building and then you do you valet your car and all of that you know tell us the parking and how convenient it is uh, so that of course as you know audience audience are watching they can have a very comprehensive view of the thoughts that has been put into this project well certainly so the the parking system that we're going to utilize that will be you know part of just kind of the track model is the dasher lawless automated parking system and so what they've done is they've taken what you know businesses and companies have utilized when it comes to industrial side and moving uh, manufacturing around on pallets and moving things around. They have pallets that can hold up to 6,000 and 8,000 pounds. And so in holding that, that, that amount of weight, they then have a system that pulls those cars and move those pallets around and, and relocates them to open parking spaces. But what it does is it allows for efficiency. Um, with our project being located on Motor Road, we wanted to make sure that we, you know, factored in Motorola is the first place for the car elevator in the country here in Chicago back in the 1900s, over 100 years ago. So for us, our, our sort of nod and our, our hat tip to Motorola was what is the next innovation in parking that allows for efficiency um, and also um, just a really cool experience. And so we'll be able to return people's cars for them within 40 seconds to 120 seconds max under the Dasher Lawless Auto Parking System where people will pull their car into a loading bay, or we can have one of the valet folks pull their car into a loading bay, and then they'll be able to watch uh, from the exterior. There'll be a glass that will show that car going up and over and moving around. Uh, very, very similar to a vending machine, uh, but for cars um, in this particular space. And so they, they're really big in California. They've done about four or five projects. They partner with Siemens. And then I also know that they're doing a project in, in my hometown in Detroit um, where they're part of a residential building with that same type of system. But the automated parking system um, is, is, is pretty cool. You know, it's part of a way of, the, of, of really improving the parking needs within urban cities. If you, if you have a place that or a city that has issues with parking, yeah. the auto parking really is a good solution for it. Um, it is definitely worth worth the worth the bucks for sure. Uh, absolutely, because Chicago definitely do have parking issues. And so... Um, so if this were to be done in Chicago, it will be about the sixth of this type in this uh, in the entire country because you said they have four. So our, our I think our particular facility will be the largest of theirs in oh. the nation, um, wow. but definitely the first one here in the U.S. I was told by this by the by the team that they were trying to pitch it with the Obama Library and Museum, but they didn't want to do it. Um, you know, and so. Right, that's fine. We're happy to be the first here to showcase, you know, the the awesomeness and just the ingenuity, um, and innovation of that system. Because in essence, say you forget, you lock your car, you you leave your car unlocked. Mm -hmm. Say you leave a window down. Well, because that car is going on a pallet, no one will be able to access that car at any time. Once you pull in a loading bay and you step out, then that car is safe, secure, no matter whether the doors unlocked or not. You don't have to worry about someone scratching your car because they're opening the door, they're parked too close, 
Those are things you don't have to worry about. And the ability to get that car retrieved back to you and, and brought back to you within 40 seconds to about 120 seconds is pretty awesome. And you said there are security cameras, of course, all over. We have people monitoring. Yeah. yeah, there's cameras within the loading bays that can tell the height of that car and it'll tell where to place that car. Um, they have sensors in there. It reads license plates and timestamps everything. Um, when you talk about innovation, um, this is it. And so it also then becomes a teaching tool and, and, a, and an asset for, you know, the Trek family and the folks that are affiliated with it, you know, to be able to, you know, create something very similar in other industries or other spaces um, based on how that technology is deployed there. Right. Oh, thank you so much for sharing. Senor, please go ahead and respond to that earlier question. If you want me to uh, read, I mean, reiterate it, uh, I, I, I will, but uh, uh, I want to really encourage folks that are watching to share this because this is, uh, this is this is huge. Uh, this is going to be great for the city of Chicago. The impact is going to be bringing. Um, it's it's awesome. Uh, it's it's very modern. Uh, it's, it's great news. It's great news. And you have the folks who can get it done. Uh, once after senior, uh, you know, we would like to look at the cost of this, how feasible, when is you know the duration of the project itself, and all of that. Uh, but please share the feed on Facebook and on YouTube so we can get the word out. This is very important. Also, if you want to call and share your opinion or just render your support, it's 815-277-5047. I know there are also, I know there are some collaborations going on right now. Uh, uh, Duan and Senyo, you, you know, how you, you're trying to connect with the uh, diaspora and all of that. So we, we may we want to talk, we want to touch on that. So, but Senyo, please go ahead. So if, if I remember the question correctly, you are asking in terms of my travels informing our approach to the Trek model. Is that absolutely, it? absolutely. Okay, so, you know, I've, I've been very fortunate um, to be able to see all levels of development um, around the world. Mm. And uh, to that effect, you know, teaming up with Dewan, what I realized the most and what attracted me the most to him as a, as a business partner is his boldness. Um, it's difficult to encounter somebody that um, in doing a project this massive, um, you know, to, to have the, the courage to be an opinion leader and to kind of tear down the walls of, of what was uh, to make way for what needs to be or, or what should be. Uh, so with that, you know, he's been my constant collaborator as I, you know, go around the world. I'm experiencing different uh, real estate uh, properties and, and we're, we're going back and it's data collection. You know, I'm sending the intelligence back and we're collaborating and saying, hey, is this something we can implement in the city of Chicago? Uh, not just an edifice to ourselves as developers, but does this really impact the community in a meaningful way? Does this push uh, the business environment forward in a, in, in a holistic and sustainable way? And um, with that, you know, being able to travel to, like you said, you mentioned Dubai, but even the developments back home in, in Ghana and um, also my time spent in Senegal, we were able to get the best of the best. You know, Chicago is a world-class uh, city, you know, particularly when it comes to infrastructure development. You know, you have, uh, you know, people like Frank Lloyd Wright that, that are, you know, world-renowned architects and the rest of the world looks to, looks to Chicago 
um, to point the way forward in terms of what development looks like. That, that's just the te technical component. But as you're designing um, a physical space, you're also thinking about the social impact. And as Dewan mentioned, um, there's been projects that have gone on um, that, that have been beautiful structures, but socially uh, the impact has been minimal. So the idea was uh, we, we, we like to compete and we like to uh, produce at the highest level. Mm. So in every area, um, you know, when it comes to even our financing model, you see that there's an element there that we're using to push the industry forward, push society forward, push the community at large forward. And um, it's part of the DNA of, of uh, Dewan, myself, DeAndre's makeup, um, along with the rest of the fabric brands, uh, shareholders. So with every effort, you'll see um, a, a technology or innovation of sorts that is uh, disruptive and, and it's pur purposely done so, you know? So um, the <coughs> idea is that that energy should move from our project into the city. And if we can all establish that kind of mindset with what we do in our day to day, uh, we can feed on one another, right? And it becomes a reciprocal environment where everybody is moving in boldness. Everybody's trying to push the narrative forward and collectively pull ourselves together. You know, this is a, a rising tide, you know, raises all boats kind of agenda. So um, that, that's what I would say, you know, in terms of my travels and moving things forward, I've, I've tried my best to take the best from everything I've seen and, and bring it forward. Um, even if it hasn't been seen here before, we don't let that be a barrier. Hmm. We're very mindful and intentional about uh, making history here. Thank you so much uh, for that brilliant input, Senyo. Want to take a quick question from our audience? This is from Fasika. She says, "Where is the proposed location for this facility?" Uh, on, yeah, on downtown Chicago Motor Road, uh, Michigan Avenue, and Twenty Fourth Street. Um, so, literally, on a historic um, block, it's literally part of the McCormick Square. So, where McCormick Place is, largest. Um, convention center in north america uh we're right right there in the heart of all of that thank you so much for a great response i hope that is satisfy your question fasika this is from david evers awesome work gentlemen looking forward to the impact this will have in black communities thank you so much uh david evers i know there are a lot of you watching watching that it, it has a thing to say about this project please go ahead and share your opinion uh, there are other collaborations that I know maybe uh, Duan, your team is trying to uh, embark on to, you know, rally the community behind this project. It may also create a lot of awareness. And so we may be able to touch on that. So Duan, like, what is the cost of this? Now we've talked about this project, project a lot. We've mentioned Trek, Trek. Can you tell us the cost of this project, please, um, Duan? Total cost of this project right now is sitting at $69 million. About a seventy million dollar project cost. Okay, and uh, um, so let's let's talk about how who are some of the community partners that you're trying to work with uh, at this moment. Community partners from which from, from which in, uh, in, the, in the city of Chicago, because I know you've been working with some community partner, uh, some community organizers, or I'll say some community organizations that are already within the African diaspora 
that you are trying to collaborate with? I know you'll be working with, uh, I know you, you are having the conversation with the Global Institute, uh, Dr. King's organization, that type yeah. of thing. Yeah, that's, yeah, we, we want to know these type of things that you're doing in the back end. Got it. So yeah. I'm, I'm hoping I don't butcher um, some of these organizations' <laughs> names. Uh, but Dr. Margaret King, to your point, with the Global Institute for Sustainability um, and Development, also, Brother Reba Fellows with the um, Black Consortium, um, Books Over Balls, um, and the Black Agenda. Um, Dr. Stanley Howard with the Civics Reading and Writing um, Institute. And so, and then also um, Brother Cyron Smith with the University Block Club and all of its governors that are situated in 20 zip codes here in Chicago. Um, those are some of the partners that we're working with. There may be some others that we're missing, but um, Cole, the Coalition of African-American Leaders have been extremely supportive. Um, Craig Wimberly and his folks over there. Um, and so, I mean, we're, we're really connected into, you know, the organizations on the South and West side, um, the folks that are, have been fighting the fight, have been, you know, pushing for change, pushing for growth, pushing for economic development. Those are the folks that sort of make up our tentacles and, and, and really are part of the foundation of what we're doing. Excellent. Thank you so much for responding. Uh, for, the, for, the, for your response, we again want to encourage our listeners to share the feed as you're watching. This is a huge project that is coming to the city of Chicago, uh, really going to impact our communities. So we encourage you to share the feed on Facebook and on YouTube. Uh, Johnny, Johnny Audible says, yes, sir, my brothers, uh, this, uh, and I think, uh, what's the name here? Audrey, Audrey says, wow, the number to ring in is 815-277-5047. Some of you were trying to ring uh, right from the beginning of the show, but, you know, we, we had not gotten the phone lines open. And now that you've heard a little bit more about uh, F-Brands, Trek, uh, please feel free to share your ideas, comments, or questions. You can actually just call and throw your support because these are the things we need to support in our communities, guys. Uh, uh, here it is. You know, we finally have a, a project that is geared to, um, you know, impact, you know, black communities, minority communities uh, economically. Okay. And so we definitely need your support. We would like to know what the support they want from the community. But before then, what has been your challenges, Duan? Uh, Duan, what has been your challenge with this project so far? If you haven't had any challenge, thank God. Okay. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> we would like to hear that there hasn't been any challenge. We want to hear that for the first time. <laughs> there there hasn't been any challenges. Thank you. Thank you, Senor. Um, I do want to, there's something that I wanted to touch on and, and I, and if you don't mind, if we can come back to it. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead and touch on now. Touch it, touch on no, now. No, we'll, we'll, we'll send you his background and I'll be very brief. You know, when he was in, you know, Abu Dhabi, you know, he got a chance to share a, a couple stories with me mm. and, and stories that really speak to the core of who we are and the core of what we're about. And so, you know, one, one of the stories was dealing with a young girl who was, you know, a young girl, teenage girl, probably a young, you know, I forget the age, CEO can correct me, but she was waiting for her father. She was at 11, the bus stop. 11 uh, years old. 11 years old, 11 year old girl waiting for her father to come pick her up, pick her up to take her home from school. And so, um, you know, at Abu Dhabi, they have one of the 
what's what's the gentleman's title? I don't even want to butcher it. The guy that's the um, sort of the people person. Or the, the Shaq. Shaq. The Shaq. He's the Shaq of like of, of the human capital of the folks within the city itself. Now, mind you, this guy is driving a Rolls Royce, <laughs> and he has a bodyguard. But he, you know, he approaches this young lady and asks her, you know, hey, do you need a ride home? And so um, she she kindly refused. And mind you, she's 11 years old. She said, no, I'm waiting on my father. My father is you know, coming from work. He'll pick me up. We'll head home. And so the guy literally, the sheik took his time, got out of his you know, Rolls Royce car and sat there, engaged the young lady, the young girl in the conversation until her father arrived. And then turn around and bless the father financially. I want to say, what was it, say, yo, about 25000 or what was it, about 50 grand or so? $50,000. 50, 50, $50, uh, the issue was that the father was late in picking the daughter up because he had to work overtime, right? And when you think about our civic leaders and, and people in public office, um, that's the equivalent of Joe Biden, you know, seeing a child um, standing at a bus stop after school, stopping, understanding the situation, um, not alarming the child, handling handling the child artfully until the parent got home, having empathy wow. for the entire situation, and then mm. making an economic gesture, right? A financial gesture that says, uh, you know, I understand what you're going through, and uh, I'm, I'm here for you as a public leader. Uh, that, that, that story touched me, and, you know, like I said, uh, Dewan is my constant collaborator. So as we're developing models and, and projects, you know, it's not just about, um, you know, building these unique and, and forward thinking structures, but the social design, you know, the social design, how do we create pathways for empathy? Because those gestures go a long way, maybe even further than the structure trek itself. So thank you for mm. bringing that up, Dewan. Um, and I'll be quick with this one. There was a young brother that I think that has started a business dealing with transport or something like that, delivery or transport. And so he ended up, you know, taking out a business loan. The business failed, you know, but they have a tribunal in which they kind of like a, do a public lashing, you know, and break and, and de, uh, deconstruct, you know, your problem and, and your failure in essence and why it failed and then properly assess how to better build your business. And so in doing so, going through that process, they also was able to and, and provided a, a forgiveness to the guy's business loan that he took out. And so hearing hearing that type of investment in, in your own human capital that some of these other wealthy countries are doing that we're really not doing in the U.S., let alone that we're not doing right. in the right. African and African-American communities is something that is really at the core of what we're about. Because as Senyo said, we can build as many structures as we want. We can make them fancy and all those things. But if we're not really touching people's lives, if we're not motivating them, if we're not unlocking their talent, if we're not there to support them financially when they make a mistake or when they need the assistance as they try to develop their talent, develop their skills, then we're truly not properly investing in our own human capital. And then that's one of the reasons why we've seen the U.S. sort of shift a little bit from its dominant position in the world globally, mm. you know, there has been a shortage of investment in that human capital and other countries that are doing that, we are seeing their rise. And so that's really what we're about. We're about really investing in people and supporting 
folks, because ultimately that is the most valuable asset that we have, life, human Thank life. You. Yeah. So I, I can, so that's all I wanted to share. And then we can transition here to the challenges. I know the question that you had, what were some of the challenges that we've experienced? So go ahead. Yeah. Yes, quickly. So, I mean, just being a, being a business owner, being an African-American business owner, mm -hmm. um, access to capital ourselves, right? Finding the right investment partners, um, finding the right people that believe and understand our vision and what we're doing and not, you know, <clears throat> telling us what we're doing is crazy or, you know, they don't get it. You know, typically when you're a trailblazer and, and when you're doing things that are truly innovative out of the box and setting a new trend, not everyone is going to understand and get it. You know, we've heard about the stories of Elon Musk with Tesla, um, you know, almost on the brinks of selling Tesla and trying to sell it to Bill Gates before it finally hit. And mm -hmm. so we ran into those situations where we've had, you know, people that we we're connected to in high places, so to speak, or various investors and funds that initially were saying, no, you know, we don't get what you're trying to do. We don't think it's, you know, the proper uh, product or prototype. You know, but that's also because the way that we're approaching this is from bottom up and more importantly, it's from the human capital perspective on how we cultivate and develop that skill. And so we've run into the same challenges that most small businesses um, that are in their startup businesses have encountered. You know, people not understanding what you're doing or not agreeing with it or not supporting it um, and poking holes through it, saying that it will never work. Um, in addition to the right financial partners, you know, we've ran into those as well. So it's, it's been a journey for sure. Yeah. You know, but those yeah. things are all things that help sort of chisel you and modify you. And I think the pandemic has really been the biggest friend of us because it really forced us, I would say, to tap into who we are and incorporate who we are into how we were going to develop our brand and our projects. That has probably been the biggest, um, you know, fun and successful component um, that, in my opinion, you know, adversity is, is part of the process. You have to understand it's part of building that fabric, part of building that makeup of who you are. If you don't have adversity, both of it, you know, really can't truly um, develop into the greatness that is there and tap into the greatness that is there. So I'll kind of be quiet and turn it over to Senyo as well. Yeah, but I will also uh, want you to, no, Senyo. Uh, so we, we are all aware of uh, AFTA, right? African Free Trade Area. Um, how does Trek, how significant is Trek uh, when it comes to doing uh, Africa, doing business in uh, America versus, I mean, and vice versa, you know, doing business within the diaspora and on the continent of Africa? Because we know the Chinese are exploiting what, uh, we know the story of the Chinese in Africa at the moment, especially Ghana. Ghana has the most uh, populous Chinese, you know, in on the continent of Ghana, in the continent of Africa. Okay, the most the country that has the most Chinese uh, citizens. You know, I think it's about seven hundred thousand plus Chinese citizens in Ghana right now. Uh, it tells you the rate at which China is evading Africa. How significant is this building, is Trek project going to be for the diaspora? If you don't mind responding to, to that. It, 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 will be, it will be critical. And, mm. um, you know, as we, as we hear oftentimes in, in media, 
you know, they say Africa is the future. And uh, I would I would venture to say Africa is now and has always been. You, you know, Africa has been the breadbasket of the entire world um, for, for, for quite a long time, you know, since the dawn of time. And uh, to that effect, you know, there's always been a struggle to keep the value, to keep the resources and have equitable distribution and collaborations in that process. Um, whether you're talking of Africa or you're talking of um, uh, Chicago, you know, the, 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 the black people of this earth historically um, has, have gotten the short end of the stick, whether it be because of poor infrastructure, poor funding, um, you know, lack of know-how, what, what have you. And, and Trek, you know, the DNA of the project is built intentionally to address the areas of disadvantage that we have when it comes to um, dealing with uh, collaborators the world over. So whether we're dealing with businessmen in Chicago that are not of our culture, but have the requisite skill set and resources necessary to collaborate on a project, or we're talking about doing it in Ghana and, and you know, Chinese or Lebanese or what have you are on the other side of the table. The idea is coming to the table as ourselves, first and foremost, okay, having a strong foundation of who we are and why we're doing what we do. So, um, and being very steadfast, you know, in terms of um, do, negotiating and doing deals that ultimately unlock value and retain value. I can Absolutely. do a one-off and, and go away, but, but what, what does it mean to the future of our communities if uh, we were to just do these one-off deals and, and not think about the sustainability? My very own uh, peace of mind is at stake when we, when we uh, transact business in that way. But uh, if we take the holistic and collaborative, collaborative approach and we think of sustainability first, that's why I love infrastructure. Okay, mm -hmm. infrastructure, not just physical infrastructure, but business infrastructure. Who are our lawyers? Who are our accountants? Who are our financiers, right? And, and do they have a like-minded spirit, a like-minded energy? Who are our manufacturers, right? Who, 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 who are our, our, our mining and suppliers, right? Mm -hmm. So from, yeah. from the ground out to the end product, okay, if we have representation there, then we're able to control our own destiny. Okay. Um, so you cannot, you cannot, I'm, I am somebody that, that challenges the fact that it's, it's entirely the Chinese fault and the Lebanese fault. Let's take some accountability, let's take some ownership, and let's take our proper place in the affairs of the world, okay? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I think, I think that's the point, that's the whole point. Uh, we have to do our part, which we have not been doing, you know, nobody stops us from you know, trying to do business in Africa. And if I say us, I'm talking about the diasporans, right? And nobody's stopping, um, you know, Caribbeans or African-Americans, especially who have, a, who, you know, compared to, you know, Africans here in the diaspora have the capacity, you know, and the resources to go out to Africa and develop or invest in Africa. And I think that this, this hasn't been done in the past. Hopefully Trek as a business model 
can fill in these gaps that we have had in the past. Um, you know, it can be a stop, like, like you all said, it's a one-stop shop, you know, ministers, business investors, and politi- you know, politicians who wants to come here and look for resources back to Africa, vice versa. You know, Trek in Chicago, and Chicago being, uh, you know, a major city in the, in the country, um, you know, can be that point where, you know, we exchange these types of, you know, economic development, you know, resources, uh, exchange type of capital investment, all that type of stuff, you know. And so I think that uh, it's an opportunity for us to uh, look to the future with with hope. And so we would, uh, it's nine minutes to the end of the show. We want to ask that you keep sharing the feed. There are a few comments that have come through. Uh, I want to, this is from Doreen. Doreen says that Mr. Mr. Ador, salute, proud mama number two. So mama number two is giving you a thumbs up. Preach, you also write. This is Audrey, and that was when uh, I think um, uh, Duan was talking, and then uh, Brown says, Doris Brown says, great job, guys. Um, and I think that you guys have done a great job so far, man. Uh, I, you know, kudos to, you know, your team. Duan, quickly, uh, if you say, if you, you you've mentioned building from uh, doing this from the ground up, ground up, what exactly do you mean by that? Yeah, I mean, uh, part, part of the DNA of track is, you know, the work that we're doing in terms of mentoring the next generation of folks, training people. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, even with connecting with the, the master connector, you know, Reven Fellows, big shout out to him. You know, that's the kind of a big bro, old school, new school, young school, however you want to call it. Uh-huh. You know, we tag teaming together, but being able to make sure that, you know, the people inside of the communities are part of the narrative yeah. and part of developing yeah. what that narrative is. You know, how, you know, for, for the longest and for, for decades and centuries, you know, we've seen people outside the community tell us how we need to grow it, develop it, work together and partner. And I think with understanding, you know, our purchasing power, understanding our skill set. You know, mostly everything in this U.S. was created by an African or an African-American inventor. And those patents have been either taken from them or stolen within the companies that they work for. But when you talk about the ability to, you know, really self-sustain and, and, and build a, 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 a community that goes beyond just the state side, but a global community and partnering with the diaspora, you know, Nigeria, Ghana, Senegal, you name it, Cote d'Ivoire, you name it. You know, there is no reason why people in Chicago, people in Detroit, people in other cities that are Africans or African-Americans mm. should only mm-hmm. be thinking about transacting business with the governments here or even producing and manufacturing products that are only for here. And so really being able to bridge that gap and be that great connector mm. to ensure the long term sustainability, because if we don't necessarily ensure that the community is developed from the ground up, and that people from the ground up are participating in the process, then we will continue to have, you know, what we've seen, which is resources go to certain areas only, certain school systems, education system, violence, you know, people killing each other. There's a reason why, you know, there is a disinvestment in the black community, because if you don't vote, if, if you're not part of the political process, remember the squeaky wheel gets the oil. So if you're if you're too busy killing each other, if you're too busy gangbanging and fighting over streets that you don't own, you know, then you can't pay attention to where the money is moving 
and how politicians are making policies that are truly impacting you. And so, you know, we're excited about the connectivity of being able to, you know, change the narrative. And I think I, and I'll be quiet after this, but I was happy to see, you know, that I believe it was the president of Ghana uh, went over to Switzerland and let them know that they were going to change the direction of their partnership with respect to their um, cocoa and a number of things that Ghana has been supplying and making those people wealthy. Those are the type of actions, you know, those are the type of things that we like to see happen. But more importantly, we must be ready here stateside to partner, to support and continue to push and help them as they continue to push for their own independence, you know, from other countries. We have to be that partner here so that way we can work together with them. We have ports here. We have ships here. We have human capital that can do that work as well. And more importantly, African-Americans and Africans spend the most money globally, period. We okay. do. It's a fact. Thank you so much uh, again for a great response. Uh, how long is this project supposed to, first of all, when is it supposed to start? So we're looking to break ground sometime the fourth quarter of this year. Uh, we've started to engage some investors that have shown some strong interest in partnering with us and supporting us. So we've, we've started to engage those folks, sit down with them. We've also um, have a financial component that we are putting in ourselves that we're navigating. But the end of this year is when we expect to break ground on the site, on the project. And it's going to be a 12 to 14 month construction process. And so we're, we're hoping by that would be what, 2023, that first quarter, that trek will be open here in Chicago for business and people will be able to explore it and see it here um, and connect with us. Is there anything that you foresee as an obstacle this, uh, to this project not being not coming to fruition? Um, if we decided to give up and not press forward, I think that's the only thing that I see as the obstacle. Um, we've made changes to fit within the existing zoning of that site. So that way that avoids any further pushback from the city on how you know aggressive and how bold we want it to be. Uh, but at this point right now, again, we're just, you know, we, we're in the final phases here of kind of the home stretch of getting closer to construction by engaging the proper partners and choosing the proper financial partners and investors that we want to be a part of the journey with us. Thank you so much. Finally, uh, not, uh, last but not the least, I'll let you give us your closing remarks. What are you expecting from the community? Who are you trying to, what you want some stakeholders in the community to do in terms of their contribution to your, uh, this, to this project and to the entire community at large? I would say, I think being part of the journey with us, you know, we're, we're not opposed to people reaching out, you know, on our website, there's an information where people can reach out, uh, but different community organizations, you know, we're building, you know, tons of support. We have support as we're going to be seeking to, you know, secure some, state dollars and federal dollars to support the workforce development components that we're doing. Uh, but ultimately, you know, we're also looking to showcase what other people are doing the same way we're doing things in terms of training, mentoring, and job placement. It, it's, it's really, we want it to be a gathering, you know, location for great minds, great organizations and people that truly care about community. And so folks can reach out um, and vocalize their support and, and we'll, we'll make sure we document it and keep adding them to the team here and, and part of the foundation that we're building here. Well, thank you so much. Uh, you have been watching the Progressive Mind Show here in the city of Chicago. This is the number one community building show in the world where we engage community folks to uh, discuss issues that are pertinent to us. We hope that, we hope that we've been able to 
and uh, do justice to the uh, the to, uh, to the owners to the F Brands pro F Brands and Shrek project this evening. It's been two hours, so please bear with us. Uh, my uh, my guests have been brilliant. Uh, Duane, uh, you know what? I'm tempt I'm always tempted to say pronounce it Duane or Duan. <laughs> You know, as, as a Ghanaian, Senor, you I know you're Ghanaian, but you're more American than Ghanaian, so you get it. You you are you are, you you are, you are able to pronounce it correctly. And when I, I try to learn from you when you pronounce it, but each time I forget. <laughs> <laughs> but but when it's cool, anyhow I pronounce it, he's fine. He doesn't correct me, so I'm glad. <laughs> I, I, I'm very grateful. But, um, we we also want to encourage the community to support the Progressive Minds because it's a not for profit and. We rely on your support to keep going at uh, this rate and to keep engaging you and keep bringing this very important community issues. And so please go on our website, uh, thepmsshow.com. It's, uh, I think we're getting some feedback. Just bear with me. Let me take care of that. It is thepmsshow.com. Thepmsshow.com. Uh, you can go there and make a donation to the Progressive Mind Show. If you just type the Progressive Mind Show on Facebook, on uh, on Google, it pops up. You can do that as well. We also have a cash app, which is Senna. No, it's a dollar sign, Senna, S-E-N-A, Alinco, A-L-I-N-C-O. The dollar sign, Senna, Alinco, it comes straight to us. Uh, it goes a long way in, in helping us to keep bringing you these shows week in, week out. We're here every Wednesday from 6 to 8. Uh, and on Sundays, we are here from 2 to 4 p.m. CST. Wednesdays, 6 to 8 CST. Sundays, 2 to 4 p.m. CST. We will take our last uh, our last, um, last remarks from our guest and try to bring this show to an end. We will start with um, Senor. And the reason why I went to Senor is that it's easier for me to pronounce Senor. Okay, Senor. <laughs> so, so I'll go to... <laughs> You know, I'll go, I'll go to Senor, it's safe. Uh, Senor, well, it's, 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 been a, it's been a wonderful conversation so far. Uh, I think that if my, I myself have gotten a better understanding of this project, and I, I hope that our audience have too. But please go ahead and give us your closing remarks for tonight. Thank you, Senna. And um, thank you for making this very important platform available for us to bring this message uh, to the people. Um, in closing, I would just say that, you know, you, you did ask, what do we expect from the community? I would say to, yeah. to merely engage, okay? Engage, don't be on the sidelines watching um, history being made. Be, become a part of the conversation and engage at Fabric Brands, uh, www.fbrandsllc.com. Um, Sys Energy Eco Solutions Enterprise as well. Uh, we we love you and uh, we look forward to working with you in the streets. Let's let's roll our sleeves up and get something done. Thank you so much, Dewan. Uh, du du <laughs> it's cool, Senor. It's cool. <laughs> okay. um, no, I, I, I echo Senor. I mean, we we appreciate you having us on this platform. You know, keep up the great work that you're doing. You know, with connecting, you know, the diaspora, Ghana, Nigeria and Chicago here as we continue to move forward. You know, we're excited about the project. You know, we're looking forward to, you know, really coming back and speaking more once yeah. this thing is under construction, yeah. continue to speak yeah. in the progress, but we're excited. And we thank you for your time and considering us and promoting what we're doing. 
I look, I, I'm very honored to uh, be to have engaged you guys on this uh, on our humble platform. Uh, and I must also say and announce this. I know uh, Duane doesn't want me to say it, uh, but I'll just say today that he is the guy that has given the Progressive Minds the, our biggest donation ever since we've been in assistance, <laughs> since being in assistance for, about, for over four years now. Okay. Uh, and this was not even, it was just, we were just talking about something else. And this brother just was like, bro, you know, uh, let's see how we can support you. I mean, how, you know, and then he just, you know, um, you know, I really, to, to, to this day, appreciate you doing, Duan, for that, uh, you know, huge donation. Really, really appreciate it. Did a lot for us. We were able to, you know, pitching a lot for the for the show and for production and for production, and so we really want to take this opportunity. The last uh, last time you were not watching, but we did announce it the week after you did the, the, the donation. We came here, we announced it, but now that you're here, we want to take the opportunity to acknowledge you and to let our audience please uh, help us uh, help us acknowledge Duane and thank him for his great contribution to. Uh, if I say contribution, let me be specific. It's donation, okay? Monetary donation, not just, you know, verbal support, okay? Monetary donation, <laughs> cash donation, kind of cash donation to the Progressive Minds. want to take the opportunity again to thank you so much and also to remind our audience that whatever, all this go a long way in supporting what we're doing. Uh, Senor, you mentioned something which is which uh, which is very important in your, in your uh, last words for tonight, which is history. We shouldn't just sit by and watch history being made. Uh, history was one. The city of Chicago just chalked another history recently by renaming Lakeshore after the founder of Chicago, which is Dusable. So in the days to come, you'll be hearing Lakeshore. Uh, it will be changed to Dusable Drive instead of Lakeshore Drive. Okay. And so that is another history that has been chalked by the BHM coalition, Black Heroes Matter coalition, led by uh, Ephraim Martins and uh, I think Justice uh, Shivane. I've forgotten her name, but Ephraim Martin is the leader of the BHM coalition. I want to take the opportunity to recognize them also, to thank them and to wish them a big, a big congratulations for a great job done. It has not been easy. Can you imagine? Getting the city to change Lakeshore, historic Lakeshore, the name Lakeshore, okay, to the Sabo Museum, it had been tough. But uh, again, great job to that team. And I want to thank uh, finally our audience. Uh, you guys have been awesome, great. I really appreciate you all for chiming in and supporting uh, Fabric Brands, F Brands, Trek. It's all the same. And this great guys, uh, Duane and Senyo, have come to represent their company and the organization very well. They don't just only start for their company and the organization, they stand for the community. And I think this is what pushes them. This is the forefront of their project. Community impact uh, future is what they are looking at. And so we really want to appreciate you guys. Again, check them out on their website, get for more information. Guys, uh, till uh, we meet again on this platform for another important conversation, I'll say have a very wonderful evening. It's been great uh, having you all. To our audience, thank you all so much. This has been the Progressive Mind Show. Uh, your host, uh, being your host, Alinko. I remember to whom much is given, much is required. This coming Sunday, we shall be here 2 to 4 p.m. CST. Next week, Wednesday, we shall be here as well. Have a wonderful evening, guys. See you. Thank bye bye. You. Welcome. Bye.